Welcome to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, where your hosts, Dr. Peter Bolden and Dr. Craig Spodak, help you go next level with your practice, leveraging the four pillars that make a practice bulletproof. Vision, building a dream team, marketing ninja, and financial freedom. Now, let's get into it. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Today, Craig and I had a few minutes to chat, and we felt inspired to get on and just do a Craig and Pete powwow chat, which, according to some of the messaging that comes through on the, uh, the messaging through our website, you guys actually really like some of these. I think it's the banter. Craig, everyone says we have this like slapstick banter back and forth. And I, and I say, no, it's just that we make fun of each other ruthlessly. And, and That's we're both okay with that. Yeah. It's just, you're, you're ragging on me and I don't, I rag on you. We take, I was going to say, I, I think there's some reciprocation with, with the ragging, by the way. Um, and I'll just, sometimes I'll just blindside you, Pete. Just, you but know, it's okay. I just kind I, of sucker punch you. I like, I like blindsiding in my life. Sometimes, sometimes it gets very boring and I just, I like some surprise. So um, we, we wanted to talk a little bit. We were actually just talking offline. I said, Hey, let's record this. So I asked Craig, I said, Hey, do you have down months? Like is your summer typically slower? Um, because that's historically been my issue. I start getting nervous around this time of the year because I, I definitely see a slump in my practice. And, and you said, yeah, right. Like you see a little bit of a down slump versus like, you know, my pedo buddies and ortho guys are, are, and oral surgery oral are surgery. crushing it. Right. Like they're gearing up for like massive summer. Um, and I guess that makes a lot of sense, um, you know, because kids are out of school, right. Parents aren't going to the dentist as much kids are out of school and the parents are focused on the children's care versus um, versus them. Right. Of course. Um, so anyway, we were talking about, about that being a problem. I said, Hey, how are you, how are you? Cause every summer, it, every spring, I should say, I start prepping my team. Like, look, what we do in March will predict what we, what happens in June, July, and August. Right. I always find that there's about a three month lag, um, from, from the efforts that we generate, Will, will will show themselves three months later. Absolutely. So I, I start beating that drum in March and, and, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, right? Like we've actually had some summer months that have been really aberrantly high, but as a whole, I, my contention is that summer is slower for a practice like Pete, mine. Let me ask you something, Pete. Have you ever had the highest number in any office be in the, uh, the highest monthly number ever be in the summer? I did, yeah. Really interesting. So it's just um, oh, I shouldn't. I don't know about the highest, but it was it was definitely high. It, it disproved my theory of the "woe is me, here comes summer" kind of thing. It like it just kind of it was this aberrant high month. I think it was last July, believe it or not. Um, I'll have to look in the data. I don't have it offhand, but it 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 disrupted my my thought process of that. And it, who knows? Maybe maybe that fear elicited such a, a great response of me, kind of knowing that oh god, we're gonna have a bad summer, we're gonna have a bad summer. You know preparation is a great motivator or I should say fear is a great motivator to prepare you. So, you know, I think, um, so what are you doing? What are you doing to insulate yourself from a marketing perspective, from a team perspective? How are you getting your house in order to, to, 
offset, offset that. So Florida is even more of an exaggeration because, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have money in, and you're in South Florida, you typically leave South Florida to get out of this heat and humidity. So the <clears throat> Florida's yeah. affluent are only seasonal. They stay here six months in a day for, for federal income tax or state income tax um, waiver, and then they get out of Dodge um, come like May, June when it starts the rainy season here. So I think we have a bigger swing. I've, I've always come to think of that. It's, it's hard to, um, to make up for that because you have such a drastic swing in the population. Literally some locations are, lose half their population but, um, you know, I, I do, I want to talk about one thing you said that when, you know, like the summer's coming and you have a bad month and you feel like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. I guess there's two things. There's pain as a motivator saying like, okay, I got to offset this downturn. And there's also, woe is me, the sky is falling, which you can kind of manifest as well. And I, I'm dabbling between the two, like whether, you know, when we have bad months in business, I, I talk to other friends who are in business as well. You always think that this is the beginning of the end of a, of a large downward trend. And um, you'll see sick cycles happen and that things change over time. But um, I, I don't think that it's the always heralding the, the beginning of the end. For us in particular, as you know, Peter, we're going through a particular challenge because I'm losing um, uh, a doctor or two here at the practice. So, you know, I'm already looking at a, a slower summer. But now with the transition of doctors, we know how that can be. Um, one of my doctors is moving to Chicago to get married. Um, the other doctor moving to Austin, Texas. I'm not quite sure what he's going to do, but uh, it might not be dental related. So I'm trying to put in a strategy just to, to stave off any downturn, but had like my eye on the, uh, on the idea that I may wind up having some little bit of a downturn because of that transition. So at this point, you know, from a marketing standpoint, we, we look to, you know, wisdom teeth are a big part. Oral surgeons, their busiest months are the, are the summer. So, um, so for, from our wisdom to section of our practice and our oral surgeon, we're looking at doing a promotion towards the midsummer. Invisalign's huge. So tapping into the ortho market. Um, but I, the, the number one indicator of your, your success of all the indicators, all the metrics that you have, <clears throat> as Peter and I have learned uh, from Scott Lunam is your pre-appointment rate. So, you know, we think that the most iconic practice is the dollar per patient or revenue per patient. Um, and what did he say again? Because I, I, I tried to, I tried to get that from my memory. But when we were listening to his lecture, thinking like he said, if you could only kind of track one thing, almost right, right? It like crazy. it's almost like I, this I is the most important metric there is is the reappointment. Yeah, the pre-appointment rate. So what pre-appointment? Okay. What percentage of your patients are leaving with another appointment in the practice? You know, when you see that into the 90% range, you're going to have an iconic practice, which is so crazy to me. It's not what type of practice you have, fee-for-service, PPO, the, um, dollar per patient spent, the most, um, the highest in, uh, correlated number for profitability and so overall size of practice is your pre-appointment rate. So mm -hmm. just make sure that when you walk those patients to your front door, that you're not literally and figuratively walking them out of your door to your practice. Because the minute someone leaves without another appointment um, scheduled, they're they're ready to be taken over by some other dental practice. Yep, that's the number one thing. So you can put in all these great marketing systems and strategies and, and things in place, but if patients are walking out your front door without the next appointment, you're literally got a hole in your back door or a hole in the front door, as this would be. So that's important to, to make sure that that metric is being looked at. Yeah, and that yes, and and that is like the lowest hanging fruit, being able to simply. A point as opposed to, and it's, and it's the, the most cost effective thing, meaning that 
to reappoint someone after they've left without an appointment takes a lot of people time, meaning that to get them on the phone and call them and technology has to remind you to do it, right? Like there's all these like there's all these hoops you kind of have to jump through to get that person back on if they didn't leave. So it's yeah. like the easiest thing to do in the world from a profitability efficiency standard to get them appointed right then and there, right? Regardless of like any oppositions that they bring up sometimes, which are, Oh, I don't have my calendar. And you know, I'll just call you when I'm ready. Yeah. I'll call you when I'm ready. And, and you know, and, and I think the more that your team can, I think the more that you can curate the verbiage for your team and even help them brainstorm and just say like, Hey, what would you want? You know, it's a convenience for you. Like, look, I know, I know you don't have a calendar, but let's get something down, Mrs. Jones, because these will fill up and then we'll forget. And then you'll be out of your cadence of your, you know, your cleanings and like, let's just put you down. And then the software will kind of remind, you know, you'll get text reminders and stuff like that. And typically people are like, okay, cool. Like if you have to cancel, we get it. But like, let's at least kind of put a placeholder down. For you. Well, another thing, if you have Dental Intel or some uh, similar software, I don't know. Are there, are there competitors to Dental Intel, Pete? I don't even know. Of course, there's 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 tons. Yeah, give, well, whatever. So if you have if you have a software that that tells you this, at least in Dental Intel, you could find out which providers have the highest pre-appointment rate upon mm-hmm. exiting the patients and which have the lower. So I don't think you have to get into this whole granular level of trying to figure out how to get your ones that are not up, just tell, find the one that has like the 98% pre-appointment rate and have them teach the one that has the 70%. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Like don't recreate the wheel and try don't and do, let everyone go rogue. Just say, do, do what this person is doing. Yeah. If Cindy has a great it. rate, then find out. Cindy, go talk to Joanne because Joanne can't pre-appoint for crap. But, but I mean, that's just the crazy statistic to me. I would have never thought that that was the one leading indicator of success. I would have never thought that. I was really surprised to hear that. That was I, I was too. And and I like it when things can be, you know, we have we have a tendency with so many moving parts in the practices, you know, you know, marketing and metrics and this and that and then clinical and like so many moving parts to a dental practice, right? I love it when you can almost distill it down to like, hey, focus on this and like everything's gonna be okay. It's true. Like, what? Like it can't be that easy. And it's like, yeah, it, well, it is. Okay, but you can, we can make it more complicated if you'd like. But um, now, of course, obviously, other supporting details had to be in place for that to happen, which kind of leads us to our next point of what we were talking about before we hit record. And, I, and Craig and I were on the phone with Wes, um, Weston and Rob Bay from, um, from Dental Intel, and we were talking about how um, – what, Craig, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the aver- how your average, oh, yeah, my average dollar amount per patient per visit has gone up because you were saying, I'm losing some doctors and I feel like you know, things aren't going well. And actually, I think Wes pulled up your, your numbers and like you've actually increased your number per patient, uh, per patient visit do- revenue. And it was like, it, went, it was a dramatic number, like dramatic. And so I... I what he was trying to illustrate was giving yourself a pat on the back. And, and I remember having that conversation with him way back when, and I wrote down some notes. And since that time, Greg, that we were on the phone a couple of weeks ago, maybe I actually have been forcing my, my office manager at the end of the day to send me what that, num- what that magic number is. Average number per patient per year. I mean, average, <laughs> average production per patient per visit. Per, per visit. Thank you. Yeah. And you get what you focus on, right? Like what what you track increases. And so I've been watching that increase, and you know, and and obviously the revenue. So going back to what we were saying, 
the more you can distill something down as opposed to focusing on a hundred different metrics and a hundred different indicators and things that really don't move the needle. I think there's a couple good things that really move the needle. And I, I was discussing with you, Craig, before we hit record. Yeah, so, there's that Pearson's law, <clears throat> which we're talking about in our book. Pearson's law states, if you just measure something, it tends to improve. Right. So like studies indicate if you have a scale in your bathroom, just a scale to weigh yourself, even if you're not trying to lose weight, the act of putting a scale in your bathroom will have people tend to lose weight. Well, and it's also the reticulation, right? The reticulate, uh, what is it? The, the RAT? Yeah, the reticular activating systems. Like yeah, you're, you, you're you tell your for, mind what to focus on. Yeah, you're shopping for a certain type of car, you know, a lead foot gray Ford Raptor, never seen one before. You order it, all of a sudden, everywhere you go. Everywhere has Ford Raptors. Yeah, your subconscious goes to work, and I think that's a cool thing. So, go, so I've been focusing, based on my conversation that I had with Rob years ago, and then kind of being reminded of that on the phone call with all of us the other day, I was reminded that, that that's such a huge thing to track, right? And so I remember him also saying like, look, practice, focus on these three things and your practice will grow. The number of patient visits, number right. one, the average production per patient visit, making right. sure that's going in the right direction. Um, obviously your overall collections. Right. And then, your overhead minus that's more than three more than one that was more than three like focus on these three things no that was that was three okay. number of new patients number, number of new. number of patient visits i'm sorry increasing increasing the frequency of patient visits right so that's number of patients and the um, average production per visit average production per, per per visit the collection and you're right it was going to be i was going to say overhead but if you minus the overhead that becomes your profit of course, right? yeah. that's your profit yeah so, Starbucks is one of the most successful businesses in the world, not because their average charge per visit is so high. It's they have the highest freaking frequency. The right. average McDonald's customer, I remember learning this like 10 years ago. The average McDonald's customer goes like once every month or once every six weeks. The average Starbucks customer goes like four to five times a week. Yeah. Freaking crazy. I mean, I go every morning. I mean, I can attest to that. I actually almost feel guilty. Sometimes I go in two, two times in a day. I'll be like, what's wrong with me? But like, they love me and they keep, keep sending me free drinks because of it. And they know my name, but they, they also have name. probably, they also probably have about 50 bucks of your money that they're holding. You have a Starbucks card, don't you? hundred percent. So what other company that you know, I mean, imagine if you owe dentistry, people don't owe you money. You owe that, you owe like hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars of dentistry. That's what Starbucks has arranged. People actually, Starbucks has, they owe coffee right now. They have more collected dollars than um, sales. Because mm -hmm. of the Starbucks yeah, card. And there's no float on the money. I mean, you don't get anything except for convenience. Isn't that crazy that people. That is, that people, is crazy. People in my card 25 to 50 bucks at a time. You know? Yep. It, so, is, it, it is crazy. We need, to, we need to come up with that in dentistry. Yeah, I know, right. Well, that's what the, uh, the in-house plans are, I guess. That people, I mean, people are betting like having an in-house plan is like having a gym membership. You're paying no matter what, even if you don't use it. So going back to what we started. It, Sorry, it, do you remember, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I think it's valuable. Do you remember that we were talking to somebody and they said, do you know what this utilization of dental insurance is? Were you part of that conversation with me? Mm -mm. Holy no. shit, Peter. It's like 11%, 11% utilization of insurance benefit. 
as a, as a global meaning as meaning a global, like of all the people or 11 people only 11 percent of the people utilize it or only 11 percent of what could be fully maximized is fully maximized correct the latter okay. only 11 yeah. percent wow like, that's crazy well that's why insurance can offer that right that's why they have big buildings and have record profitability remember that slide of all the uh ceos of freaking CEOs make? holy shit hundred million dollar salary it's crazy, right? And so that's that's why um, when you only have eleven percent utilization. So going back to what we were talking about, if you have, if you know you're kind of entering a slow month, or you know, if you're a game of Game of Thrones fan, winter is coming. If you think winter is coming, even though in our instance it's summer is coming, it's even more important to be get your ship, get your ship tight, right? In terms of the profitability and being lean. If you know you're going to be lean and mean, you got, you really have to kind of button down the hatches or button down the hatches. Are you going to increase your marketing spend? Yes or no? Me personally? No, I'm not. No. Okay. You know, and, I, and my whole idea about marketing as we've talked about, we talked about during our lecture at the excellence in dentistry and our upcoming summit, you know, marketing's really, I mean, when we, when, when we, when you and I say marketing, I bet you the people listening, are thinking a very different thing than what we're thinking when we say marketing. Because we're talking about marketing, spending more on our patients, influencer marketing, you know, social media, be, you know, lookalike audiences, stuff like that. But are people hearing like, you know, bus stop or like, you know, Google ad or, um, you know, or God forbid, heaven forbid, a magazine ad. Right. Out of my area, I see a lot of dentists advertising in magazine ads. Right. I, I agree. And, and honestly, ironic, it's funny you say that I got, I got roped into a contract on a magazine ad that I'm desperately trying to get out of right now in my area. And the whole reason I'm desperately trying to get out, because literally I, I do this experiment where I walk through an airport all the time or just a crowded place. And I just look at what people are looking at and, and no one, no one, not even my mother's genre is looking at magazines or newspapers anymore. No, I know why. Everyone has their head in their phone. I know. And so it's, you know, it's a term I call attention-based marketing. You've got to get to where people's eyeballs are because the more attention you can capture, the higher likelihood that you can convert. And right. so back to your point, you're right. Maybe it's a, maybe marketing means a lot of things to different people. And, you know, Greg, honestly, though, but in certain areas, it works really well. Like in my rural practice, like advertising in the little print newspaper that is, you know, it, it, that works really well right? Like the, that brand exposure up there works well for that market, but it's a rural town. It's a smaller, you know, it's a tight knit town and well, it's quite different than Atlanta market or, or a Delray market or something that, you know, people are go, go, go. Well, you also, you got to remember that you're competing against less noise. The statistic used to be that you needed to hear something seven times before you had uh, a call to, uh, before you made an action. Mm. So that means um, recency and frequency. So like if you're going to run an ad, you have, to, you have to run it seven times in order for people to hear it. And the funny thing is, is let's say you do a radio ad and you have good frequency. By the time they finally hear you, they like, you know, I just heard you all around town. I think my friend goes to you. They don't even know that they heard it on radio. Mm -hmm. But what's more, more interesting is that now it's not seven times. That statistic, you know, that we're all familiar with seven times is, is about 10 or 15 years old. Now it's 20 times mm -hmm. because of that noise. I mean, look, you know, everywhere there's a brand you know there's despicable me stickers on the bananas that i buy for my children and and i don't think those 20 times are equally weighted though and, and hear me out for a second like obviously 
if I see someone, if I see my friend at the dermatologist and it's in their timeline, they're showing a procedure that they just had done, like that counts a lot more than if I had seen that dermatologist's ad on, you know, popping up on my Facebook or Google paid ads or something like that, right? right. I think I think there's, I think you, you can't just quantify it like, oh, I saw it 20 times. There's the trigger. Like there's some of them have more power, more clout, some, some. Well, they have, there's influence. The influence right. is the difference now. It used right. to be there was no influence because the only way to get influence was who has a megaphone, magazines, TV. Now right. everyone has a freaking megaphone. I mean, if you have 10,000 followers on Instagram or 100,000, heaven forbid, you have a bigger megaphone than um, HP, you know, than, uh, than your local news does. It's more right. relevant. It's more relevant. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Craig Spodak from the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast, and I am super fired up to talk to you guys about our summit happening October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. This is the opportunity to learn everything we've accumulated over the last 20 years of dentistry and business management. We're leaving it all on the table. There's nothing to sign up for afterwards. This is just two days of intense learning and mastermind sessions. We strongly encourage you to bring someone in your office that's a stakeholder, not just an employee, but someone that's actually following you and treats your business as their own. Because if you come back from this thing all fired up and you don't have your first follower or someone to help implement, it's gonna be very difficult. So once again, October 12th and 13th at the beautiful St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. Registration is filling up very, very quickly and the tickets are almost sold out. So go to Bullet bulletproofdentalpractice.com forward slash summit and reserve your spot today. See you soon, people. But I think that to your, to your point of what you're saying, it's just, it's a, it's a completely different shift. And if we talk about marketing, the traditional context, I think we're doing a disservice to the listeners because they, we have to qualify what we're talking about. And, and everybody, you know, and, and like we've talked about before, the swag that you offer is part of your marketing budget. Like we talk about the book, you mm-hmm. know, you know, Zappos never advertised to the public. Starbucks really never used to, but they, they did so much for, they gave so much value. Zappos has a 365 day return, return policy, which people, by the way, abuse all the freaking time. Women buy dresses from Zappos, wear them two or three times, and bring them back 365 days later. But that's only like 11%. Of what? People abusing it. I'm kidding. I'm making yeah. another reference. But meaning still, that, that's, that costs them a shit ton of money. But you know what's funny? is I was watching Jurassic World last night with the kids because it was raining here in Florida. Have you seen that movie yet? Jurassic World? It's the new one? It's, I don't know how new it is. It's probably within a year because it's new. Yeah, it's pretty new. The, one, the old one is the one like I was a kid. Probably. Yeah, so it's the sequel to Jurassic Park, and it is crazy the amount of advertising in that movie. All the brand new Mercedes just zoomed in on as they pull up. Everybody's got Starbucks uh, coffee, and I was joking to my wife, like, do you notice all the Starbucks cups in the movie? So there's a guy talking to the wow. phone, he's the main character, and then I'm like, when are they going to pan into the Starbucks uh, shop? And sure enough, they pan right into the Starbucks shop. So it's just, it's pervasive, the amount of messaging. So 
if you want to tap into that, you've got to be very relevant on social, which is, I think, something that Pete and I, we're not really ready to talk about at the moment. Pete wants to hold off on it, but we're going to be talking a lot about this at the summit uh, in October because we're doing our own little beta research on this. Uh, but influencer marketing, how relevant and huge that is um, and how cost-effective that is. So by the time Summit rolls around, we have some really good data to show how well it's worked for us. Mm-hmm. We're pioneering that right now. Do you want to go into any of that yet or you want to kind of leave I it? mean, yeah, it's not that it's like, it's not that it's holding secret and like, oh, come to the meeting and you can get the thumbs. It's just, <laughs> it's just so early. And, you know, one of my friends who's a, um, runs implant compare Blake McClellan. He was telling me, I was telling, I tell him some ideas sometimes and I get excited and he's like, bro, you're like, you're, you're a little bit ahead of the time, you know, like, so sometimes I have to, te- he's like, you're a little bit ahead of like, you're thinking like that what your idea isn't really ready for mainstream. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying well, to kind of well, to, the, to the point, Peter, I mean, this is so new that literally last week I called Peter in a conference call with, the patient and I'm like, Peter, help me decide if this is influencer marketing or not. I don't even know. Like we're just mm-hmm. I didn't want to make it like a big like dangly carrot, like show up the yeah, show up the summit. But last week was like amongst my first ones of influencer marketing, figure out how to do it. I had you on speakerphone, like trying to work our way through it. So to to your point, it's um we just want to find out how it works before we start saying and- and really, there's macro influencers and micro. And really, I think what what's gonna what's what we're getting data on is more of the micro because yeah. Back to what we were saying, you know, just because you have a hundred thousand followers, sometimes that that's in the wrong hundred thousand followers, right? And so I'd almost take the right person that has ten thousand or five thousand and and really kind of talk to them. So you know, we're kind of going we're we're all over the place. But you're right, I, the influencer marketing because it's because it's a little bit harder, a little bit newer. I think it's the lowest, you know, the lowest priced attention that you can get. Yeah, but lowest price per relative, it's really influential. Of course, but like, okay, but if you're having to pay, it could be the lowest priced attention that you're going to buy versus a magazine, (laughs) versus Google, you know, Google AdWords, versus even some Facebook and Instagram. Like, it's very, very low. Um, Yeah, versus spray and pray. It's yeah. a high, it, it's a high ROI and, and a low acquisition. By the way, Pete, um, one of the guys in my office, uh, one of my newest employees, uh, is uh, has this program I want to talk to you about where he was dissecting. I had this girl come in; she had like one hundred sixty thousand followers, and mm-hmm. he has this program. I'm not even sure what it is, but we should do the research before we, you know, present about this. And it boiled down to like what what followers she's bought which is crazy. It was this whole algorithm. Mm. She only has 60,000 real followers. Are you aware of this program? I'm I'll not aware of the program, but I am aware that you can buy followers on, you know. Yeah, uh, so he has this program. I'll email the link to you and mm-hmm. show you so you can actually vet that. We should really talk about that um, as well, like when we put this together for presentation. It was pretty cool. Yeah, and so, you know, I think going back, going full circle and then we'll wrap is that, is that, you know, marketing is obviously the key and brand exposure is obviously the key to, to fortifying yourself against slower months, right? Like, would you agree that if you know you're going to come into summer, then maybe it's time to kind of ramp up either operations or internal revenue or your marketing budget a little bit, just kind of like prep the ship for the journey across the ocean that you know is going to be a little bit treacherous. Right. So all of this goes into it and maybe you're right. Maybe for you, maybe, maybe the magic bullet will be some of these influences you're talking about. Maybe for me, it's creating some captivating 
uh, Facebook ads and really compelling videos and or maybe it's uh, you know. I tell you what the testimonials are so freaking cute. oh man I created this internal promotion in our office like we have a competition going like who can do the best most testimonials so we released some recently on Facebook they are so freaking awesome I mean anytime one of your patients tells you or you hear them complimenting you just say stop is there any way you would be willing to put this on video that is, I mean, you talk about dollar for dollar impact. I don't care how raw it is. Don't worry that you don't have a good video set up. Take your iPhone. Most important thing about your iPhone, though, don't shoot it straight up. Shoot it sideways in, in landscape format because that's the difference between 4K and uh, low res. You've, you've all seen um, those videos. They have to place where you have the sidebars all grayed out. So always keep your phone horizontal. Um, yeah, I learned that too recently. Kim, Kim actually taught me that, that like if, if it's video, turn it sideways. It doesn't matter what you're shooting, what capacity, what format, you know, whatever. If you're shooting video, you're right. Turn it, turn it, uh, turn it horizontal. That's a, uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty. Yeah. And, have you ever seen that site tribute by the way? No. So tribute is a site that I've used. I haven't used it for patients, but I've used, I've been invited to give a tribute to someone whether it's a graduation and basically you get a link and then it pops up on your phone, you record the message and then, and then your tribute gets aggregated with all the other people that have sent a tribute to that person. And then it's played at their ceremony or whatever the party or oh, cool. birthday, but it would be such a cool thing to utilize that in dentistry and be able to like, Hey, look, you may not be comfortable in the office and me staring at you, me recording. If I send you this link, could you just make a little tribute or testimonial um, that, you know, you can do it at home if you want do it tonight, but like do it in that same emotional time period that someone's still in that chair or maybe like, Hey, you can do it here. Use this link and I'll walk out of the room. Cause sometimes people get freaked out when you're the, like, you're the video guy dentist, right? Because it's like, Oh, people freak out on camera. Well, it doesn't have to necessarily be you, but the people that are usually the most effusive with their praise, they want it. Like when someone's happy, they want to tell the world when someone's pissed, they want to tell the world too. So mm -hmm. I just think that, um, you know, what's the, what's the harm in asking, you know? I mean, I love the idea, the tribute idea, but I don't want the, the you know, complexity is the enemy of execution. And right. there's something that maybe it's not you, maybe it's not the dentist that has to do it. But if there's someone in your office that is, is gregarious and outgoing and more approachable, let them do it. But start, start collecting those patient testimonials. There's, they're, they're such gold. They're such gold. The more raw they are, the better they actually perform. I agree. The, the authenticity, right? Like yeah. people can look through production sometimes. And I think there's a good balance. I like how you say that because there's a good balance of having some raw stuff on your, either your website or your social media and some really polished stuff yeah. because I think both of them just legitimize your operation. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't know why, but like it just is. Like people love the raw transparency. They love um, it. The, you know. Peter, I did this awesome commercial, by the way. I spent a shit ton of money on it. This was like maybe seven, eight years ago. It was a TV commercial I was running. And I had all my own, my real patients show up and talk about their smile. And everybody I bumped into that was in like my space or like was a sophisticated business person's like, man, you spent a ton of money on your talent. I'm like, what are you talking about talent? He's like, those actors, they were so believable. <laughs> and I was like, well, what do you mean? Those were patients. Like, oh no, those weren't patients. Don't lie to me. I was like, no, they were real patients. But the point being is that the cinematography, the way it was composed, I actually believe in this new era of marketing and influence. 
it works against you. So it's really cool, I think, and this is just I'm kind of going off the cuff and you can punch holes all over it like I know you probably will. But yeah. if, you're shooting your, if you're shooting your facility, yes, that shit should be tight and, pro- and really, you know, I love the drone shots and all that. When you're shooting people, the more lighting, the more production, the more stuff, I just think it looks a little less believable. I really do. Okay. I mean, sure. Believable. Fine. But like, again, a healthy balance is, I think that is, is with all things, not just people or places. I think it's, I think a healthy balance. I don't think that you can say, all right, people, people get no production, but, but my office, yeah, that gets all the fancy lighting. Yeah. It's a healthy balance because some, it also depends on the context in which you're going to use that video. If it's going to be a website on your front page, top real estate, like, it needs to be polished. Yeah, I agree. Sorry. Sorry. You know, but if it's going to be used in social, like, so there's just different context to the complexity of your production. Yeah, I agree. And, and, I and but it's not a hard and fast rule. Don't one thing we can both market. agree upon, I know you do this, watermark your shit. 100%. 100%. Well, especially your, especially your before and after images. Well, you know, it's funny. Appa doesn't. A lot of people don't. I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. No, he does. He does. When anybody steals Apple stuff, everybody outs them. You know, like he posted on his story, like, you know, you know, please take your stuff down. So, yeah. And he'll, yeah, he has his own, he has his his tribe that kind of does the policing for him, I guess. Um, You know, because he has a lot of, obviously, you know, talk about influencers. That's a big dental influencer. He's got a lot of, a lot of dentists following him that can help, help police that, uh, Yep. That crime, that crime against dentistry. It is a crime. It's a crime against dentistry. It is horrible. I can't, I can't even. I had um, someone do that to me. I had a before and after. Check this one out. I had a video. If you Google it, it's a really good video. Uh, just Google Spodak Jeff reaction. But um, it's a guy getting his all in four for the very first time. I watermarked the corner, Peter. And then someone repurposed it by cropping the video. So it made it smaller. So they watermarked out the corner logo. It takes a lot of work to like crop a video, right? It takes a lot of work to make a patient cry. I guess it's a lot easier than having to go through all that actual work. Your shit. That's so much easier. Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right, man. I think, uh, I, I like that. I like, as always, I like where things progress. And sometimes I, I audit like when you and I are sitting here talking, I'm auditing, like, what if I was a listener? Like, what would I think these two are, wackadoodle crazy with all these tangents that they go off or is there value that we're creating? But I think everyone can agree that, you know, we have to brainstorm and bounce stuff off each other's. Like I would encourage everyone else to have someone, someone else needs an ad, you know, all the listeners out there, I would recommend you all have an advocate, a dental advocate that only wants success for you. If you don't have that person in your life that, you know, you need to, you need to find them. You want that person to be cheering you from the sidelines. Because I know unequivocally that I can call Craig and say, hey, what do you think of this? And I'm going to get legitimate, legitimate praise or, or scorn based on, you know, just because you want the best for me. And so I think that's a cool thing to be able to bounce something off someone. So I would encourage you, everyone, whether it's a forum, whether it's Facebook group, whether it's just a personal relationship to, to, to you know, don't, don't silo yourself, you know, in the, in the operation. And also keep the comments coming too. We've gotten, Pete, you just forwarded me today. We had two different people with, with uh, some really good uh, questions. So, you know, we're, that's what this podcast is about. Pete and I do this and it's always off the cuff. It's not scripted and we take no money from anybody because we have the benefit of bouncing ideas off of each other. 
And that's what we're doing live here uh, together. And we're, this banter is something that I want everybody to, to, to have as well. We were talking about the concept of um, renting the offices like Airbnb. And some guys like, hey, man, I've been thinking about that too. So listen, this is an idea generation. Uh, generation. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm, at, I'm supposed to get on the phone with him. Um, he actually had the his business plan and was going for I mean, he, he, he was like, yeah, I've been working on that for five years. And you guys just talked about it. So he was, he was wanting to uh, jump on the phone. Okay. Um, just for some advice, but yeah, I mean, again, that's a super, you know, sometimes, sometimes crazy ideas that actually work come through crazy ass brainstorming, like, like, um, you're talking about, but you're right to your point, keep the ideas coming because, because this is a super niched podcast, right? Not even a clinical dentistry podcast, but it's just about systems, marketing, leadership, vision, you know, that's a pretty niche. And sometimes you can, Sometimes you can go into spells of like, okay, well, what else do we need to cover yeah. that people actually want to know about? And you know what, Peter, I, I just want to mention this for the, for the listeners. We've got a lot of cool stuff coming. Pete and I are um, working very hard and diligently on some personal development stuff. And that's going to start coming through as well. We got Tony Robbins, son, Jarek Robbins coming up. We've mm-hmm. got a, a guy by the name of Thor that we're working with. That's just a total powerhouse. You got to be a powerhouse. You have a freaking name like Thor, right? Right. You can't be a candy ass for sure with a name like Thor. No, no. Yeah. yeah. So we've got some cool, we're, we're taking the podcast in different directions as well. Cause we really, we, we are consuming material that's outside dentistry, you know? Um, and we want to deliver that stuff as well because the most brilliant ideas come from outside of our field. So we're, we're actively looking for those people um, to jump on our podcast. And I'm excited about what we're coming out with. Also the book as well. I want to plug the book. You know, I know I always say this. You jump the all proverbial book that's never getting published. No, the book is so freaking good though, Pete. Pete gets mad at me when I say that because I'm just so proud of it. No, it's just hilarious. Our book is so good if we don't say, if we do say so ourselves. <laughs> I know, but it is good. I, and it's there for... And the best part about it is like when we were talking about we had help, we had the ghostwriter. The ghostwriter is like, what are you trying to sell with the book? And Pete and I are like, absolutely nothing. He's like, oh, well, I've never really written a book that doesn't have a purpose. I'm like, no, the purpose is to give back. And that's why I love it. So uh, believe me, if we sold to every dentist that's on Amazon, I I think – it would be a, a neutral cost event because it was. I was so going to say, I, I still don't even. I, I think the break even point is about ninety thousand books. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, it was, but, it was, but that's why I feel like I can promote it so heavily. It was, it was born of a of a spirit to give back, and I'm really fired up about that. So, um, yeah. Speaking of that, Pete, we should loop back in with and make sure that we're moving fast on that. Yep. Gonna yep. be good. And I and and back not to not to hit the summit up again, but uh, I'm really just inspired by all the registrations that have that have taken place, even just on a grassroots level. Um, you know, that's another thing that w- we are doing because you know maybe not 100% altruism because we have we ha- we have something to put on. We have to put something on for it and create a lot of content. But it is super cool in that it's already we haven't had to market it at all because just creating that value and everyone knows it's going to be just literally moving the needle for them after they leave, which is some big boots and shoes for us to fill there, pal. I've already been prepping all the fantastic stuff I want to bring because I want to make sure that it is truly delivering all this hype. We we do, which it will, which it will. It's going to be, and it's going to be fun. Just even getting in that mastermind situation, like a micro of what you and I do on a macro level. 
Yeah, every day. Like that's what we, you and I, like that, that's the beautiful thing. This is, I've gone to so many lectures recently where it's literally a presentation that gets you to sign up for something else. We're leaving it all on the freaking table. Like every mm-hmm. secret we know, like everything we know. So, um, you know, I even had one of my local people here says, hey, do you mind if I go? That girl that just signed up, I'm like, absolutely not. Go for it. That'd be great. You know, yeah. I want a rising tide floats all ships. I want our profession to do well. And I want to give it all, like everything. So all the emails that we get when they want to pick our brain, just go there. You hope everything will be on the table at that, at that summit. So I'm excited about that. Yep. Yep. Well, that's good, buddy. I enjoyed it. Let's, let's wrap it. And, um, and uh, yeah, let's look forward to the next guest and we'll, we'll, we'll chat later. Yes, sir. Take care, everybody. All right, everyone. As always, thanks for tuning in and spending your time with us. We hope we delivered value and we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Please rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcast source. Check out BulletproofDentalPractice.com for video interviews and text BULLETPROOF to 345-345 to stay connected to us for special announcements. Have a great day.